A quick plug before this episode of It's That Episode begins. This Thursday, July 19th at 9.30 p.m. at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City, Dogfleet is playing. Dogfleet is a show that I co-wrote with Rory Panagatopoulos. We are also in it with a great cast. It's about crime-fighting dogs from outer space, fighting the President of the United States, who's also an alien, and he's a wasp. It makes just as much sense as it sounds like it does. Uh, right below what I'm saying right now, you can hear the theme music from the show, so you know it's rocking. I hope you come out this Thursday at 9.30 p.m. I hope to see you there. Let's get that musical band out of here playing that theme song. Let's bring the other musical band to play the other theme song for this podcast. Hit it. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode with Craig Rowan, the show where I invite a guest over to my apartment and we watch any TV show that they choose to watch. And we talk about it in other crap. Uh, today, my very special guest is Bobby Moynihan Hello. from Saturday Night Live, the funny man, uh, consummate funny man, Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> um, how you doing, Bobby? Good, man. Doing well. Um, I'm very excited for the show that you chose. Um, yes. We ended up pre-watching it, and tell us what show you decided to watch uh, this week. Um, I Shouldn't Be Alive, a great television series about people who should not be alive, they should be dead. <laughs> exactly. It's, it was also called Maybe Ghosts originally, but then... It, <laughs> yeah, but then it wasn't. It wasn't called that. It had a, they a normal it was too name. too confusing, so they um, brought it back. So you told me before we started recording that you watched... These episodes, like I watched all of season three and season four, which are on um, Netflix right now. I watched them all in two days. It's uh, I've only so I've only watched the episode that you picked so far, but I will definitely be going back. Seventy six days adrift. The episode we watch is seventy six days adrift, which is crazy, which is absolutely insane. It's bonkers. And as somebody who's watched more episodes, why did you choose this one specifically? Um, there are three episodes that deserve respect in this, in season three and four, and that is one of them. I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying, I'm not going to put someone else as almost dying before someone else is almost dying, but any one of the three would have been fine with me, and this is definitely one of them. So this, this one is, for, it's, it's, it's 76 Days Adrift. So basically, this is a guy who, his name is Steve Callahan. Yeah, dude. And he's badass. He's bad. He he's badass. But the guy they have. Let's talk about Steve for a second. Okay. The yes. guy they have playing him in the reenactments. Yes. Looks like a young Stephen Weber. Like is like a hot dude. Uh huh. Which is hilarious to me because yeah. then when they cut to the the real real Steve the real Callen. dude. Skinny little tiny Jewish man. Yeah, and he has. Bald. And my favorite part about him is he's wearing one of those shirts that doesn't have a collar. It's a button up all the way, but it just has like the ring thing. It's I did like not notice that, but that makes him even worse. Now I wish he had died. <laughs> like, why don't this, you just get a collar shirt? This, this show's over. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I am so sorry that he wore that shirt. Um, so basically, the story is this guy. The the catalyst for the story is that he got divorced. He was feeling in his life, he got divorced, 
and he was feeling that he had never, I believe he says it, he believes that he had never done anything with his life. Right. For Steve, the trip is an adventure and also a means of escape. My life was in a bit of a shambles. My marriage had gone south and we had split up. There I was, ready for a new stage of my life. And he decided to go on a one-man journey on a sailboat yeah. from somewhere to the Caribbean. Yeah. Like a, at least, he knew it would take at least a month to uh, yeah, sail correct. by himself. And this is in the 70s or early 80s, something like that. I believe it was late 70s. So there's obviously no cell phones. No. There's, uh, he probably had a CB radio or some yeah. sort of thing. But it doesn't matter because one night on the sailboat, there's just... A, he goes to sleep on the sailboat one night and wakes up with it half underwater. Which is... The worst. The the scariest. That's I, like waking up in a watery grave. Yeah. There, uh, other than being buried alive, I would rather be buried alive than, than be in the middle of the ocean and have to survive through it. I don't know. That's a tough... Why would you rather be buried alive? I don't... I won't go on a boat. <laughs> I won't. I just won't. I won't go on a boat at right. all because I don't ever. Yeah. Wait. You is that a real fear? Yeah. Wow. Then I've been on boats. I've been fishing, but I've also had that moment where looking around, everyone's having a great time. I'm having a great time, right. but you don't see land anywhere, and then you're like, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> you're like, the only thing that's the reason why I'm not dead is because I'm still alive, but it's only a matter of time. Your least favorite movie must be Waterworld, then. I know I love that movie because <laughs> I like bad special effects. And, you love and early Jack Black. <laughs> yes, you love him in a in a futuristic, like post apocalyptic airplane. Yeah, I'd watch um, what's his name, Dennis Hopper, paint a fence. I don't care. Yeah, he is he is great. Waterworld is the perfect movie. <laughs> Fantastic film, jet skis. <laughs> um, so so Stephen Callahan wakes up and this the ship is sinking. There's a huge storm outside, and he's like. I got to get out. I got yeah, to. Yeah, he's fucked. Which is obviously. Like no the, time to think. No time to think. He gets up to the fucking uh, top of the ship, gets the, the what's it called? The, uh, the inf- raft. The inflatable life raft. He goes out on the life raft. Yeah, safe. It's totally safe. Then while out on the life raft and it's attached by a rope to the boat, he goes. Realizes he has no supplies has no nothing and he's still connected to the boat he says he says it he's like at this point i realize if i just stay on this boat i'm i'm just dead yeah. like, i'm just dead i'm just going to die that's so, the only thing i can do so he says against his against his uh best wishes no <laughs> <laughs> against everybody's best wishes yeah, against right? everyone's best wishes every birthday best wish the advice of all the water <laughs> he, he he goes back to the boat Goes under the water and grabs. Swims back inside the boat, which is in the process of sinking. Which is a choice. Which is a choice that he he made. I don't know. I feel like I'd be stupid enough that once I was on that raft, even though I know I don't have the things, I'd be like, well, there's a chance something will happen where I'll survive. I can't go back in the boat. See, I would have. Held, I would have like I'm the idiot who would have held onto the raft and tried to hold on to the boat 
Right, to try to keep it. <laughs> to try to keep it from sinking. Like, you can't see my visual because we're on microphones, but like... He's holding his arm. A boat be... <laughs> underwater isn't that heavy, I feel like. <laughs> right. So you can hold on to it. Like, I just wouldn't want to lose my boat and have to, and you know... You'd be trying to salvage the boat the entire time. I think time. that, I think, honestly, I think my dumb thought would have been like, uh, grab the boat so the boat doesn't sink. But I'm not that strong. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then he fucking gets stuck. He gets inside the boat, finds, like, whatever he can find, because it's pitch black and underwater, gets whatever he can, and goes to retreat back to the raft. Can't do it. Can't do it. The hatch (laughs) has closed. The hatch has closed on him. him. So now he's stuck inside of it. This is, like, the third time he thinks he's going to die in probably... 37 seconds. (laughs) Although, I will say, this this one might be on the producers of the show. True. Because they... It's... They... They just have the shot of him, of the hatch slamming, clear window hatch, slamming his face underneath a pullback shot. They go to commercial. True. So. That's actually a thing that I was. I wonder if you met Steven, he would be like, yeah, well, I mean, the hatch closed. But- the hatch closed, but I, I opened it. It was <laughs> I got fine. back out. I'm here. He's like the producers. They paid me an extra five thousand grand. Yeah. Five thousand grand. Five thousand grand dollars <laughs> to say that the hatch closed. So basically, he gets out of the hatch, and then the rest of the episode. And he's the, in this show. He, he he narrates while there's a reenactment, as you yeah. met with uh, young Stephen Weber, and and he looks like David Allen Stern, my voice <laughs> coach from University of Connecticut. Which will post a picture of <laughs> Dr. Voice. David Allen Stern. He, he, yeah. <laughs> what was the best lesson you learned from your voice coach? Um, I failed his class and I had to take his class over the summer on the phone after I already graduated college. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, that's not a real thing. That is a completely real Taking thing. Taking a class via phone. I, I graduated college. Right. And I was done, but they, I was a half a credit shy through something they screwed up. And I had to take a voice dialect class because I was an acting major over the phone over the summer with Dr. David Allen Stern, who looks exactly like that dude. So you had to once in a while just get hop on the phone and, and be, be like, like, hey, so cat and like talk like in weird accents. Yeah. <laughs> were you ever like at a part like you were doing something else? You 100 percent. Like, <laughs> always. You just always be watching doing like, something else. <laughs> Looney Tunes. Yeah. Watching. Lo- uh, I don't even know if Lost was around at that point, but I was probably wanting to watch it. You were preconceiving the idea yeah. of Lost. You were like, this will be the perfect show. Yeah. If this guy, J.J. Abrams, who hasn't done proved himself <laughs> yet, yet, but, if but he he's has, getting there. He's yeah. going to be there and yeah. whatever. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, um, so basically the rest of the episode, he's he's stuck on this raft. He he's is like, adrift. He is ad- 76 days adrift. Yeah. Um, here are some things that he has to deal with on his 76 days. One is he only has like seven cans of water. Well, the, he does not. Uh, the, the, the worst part about it for me is... You're trapped on a raft. Now you're in this new situation, and you're like, oh, when is this going to end? Now, it could be a little while, but you're a human being. If you don't have water or food, you die after a certain time. Yeah. So there's a finite amount of time, but not for this guy because of circumstances. That man... He prolonged. He prolonged his... Awful Situ- yeah, situation, yeah. but it also saved his life. It's cr- that's the thing is he 
survived? How long do you think you could have survived in that situation? Dude, not long. I know. I don't think you'd make it. I think your body would make it a week. Like you know, or if well, if he was were, also like super tall and thin. He's hot. He's a good-looking hippie man. Like he was like, he kind of looked like Spin Doctors guy. Yeah, he looked like guy from Spin Doctors. Guy from Spin Doctors. The guy who wrote two. Who I hope he's doing well. He's supposedly doing great. He had something wrong with his throat. A while oh, did back. he? Yeah, oh no. Okay. He's doing right. Our condolences. Our best wishes. He's fine. He's okay. doing it. Still best wishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fa- I'm a fat man. <laughs> what it boils down to, I would have uh, I would have complained myself to death. I think I would have in my head. There's so many. I mean, like, here's the thing: is they don't really ever talk about this, but he fucked up too. Like, he he's stupid. Like, this he a- every single move is he, he he's is him being a jerk. Like, he made the like uh, I'm gonna go for a month. I'm telling everybody I know I'm gonna be gone <laughs> for <laughs> at least five weeks. Don't even look for me. If he said like to his family, it's like if I'm gone for more than five weeks. There might be something wrong. Yeah, like, like he made a joke, like if I'm gone for longer than a month, like then you should start caring. Steve has no means of communication and knows that no one will be looking for him. I told people at home, I gave them five or six weeks after I left the Canary Islands as being, you know, don't worry about me if I don't show up this time. Steve calculates he's a thousand miles from land and completely at the mercy of wind and currents as they push him further westward out into the ocean. And this like, happened in, like, the first week of... <laughs> he's stranded It was, like, the second day. Yeah, it was, like, very... Yeah, exactly. But his own fault. I mean, he just lived his life in such a way that he hated himself, and then... He must have had <laughs> the worst marriage. Like, I don't know what could have... Like, because he kept on saying that his marriage was in shambles. His marriage was in just <laughs> complete shambles. Because not like I would love to know the real like the, all the B roll of him being like that's what I'm talking about. I f- you know like he, what what he did wrong that made him go sailing alone for a like, month. I fucked up, man. I fucked up, man. I'm, he says like he's like I never did anything with my life. I I have nothing to show for it. That's what I I want to know is like what didn't what? he show? What didn't they show? First of all, of his like him beating himself up like I fucked up. Like she was fucking gorgeous. She man. was. It was Christy Brinkley. <laughs> it was. I was so, uh, before. I don't know if Billy Joel dated her, but I did before her if he did. And and then I'm wondering, like, he's on the boat for 76 days. There must have been stuff that he did on the boat that, like, he's never told anybody. Oh, yeah. There's there's 76 days? Are you kidding me? That is me? so long. There, there, there's so many other facets to it, too. Like, the, the, the thing, the first thing that he did or the first stuff that he grabbed was... Old World War Two water stills. Yes, yeah, they were like which were on old, the boat. Old school, like um, like pontoon little inflatable water stills. Yes, yes. But he couldn't figure out how to make them work for like a week. Yeah, he. Oh, that was the most. Fr- I can't. He thought he was gonna. So these basically these water stills purify salt water, and he had no idea how to use them. And he, the first week, he was like, I only have seven cans of water. And he kept on trying and was just drinking salt water. It's, yeah. And like a spoonful, like not even a lot. But that's, 
Dude, that's fucking Steve's life, man. He's just <laughs> trying, trying real hard, getting it, and it just doesn't work. He and, fucks it up. And then he he had to rip apart one of the water stills to figure out how... He had to destroy one of the things that was eventually going to keep him alive in order to figure out how it worked. And the way that he says it, he just says it very nonchalantly, like, I just I had to destroy one of them. But if you really think about that... What a, like a crazy decision that is to have to make, but then the worst part is, and they glance over this very quickly. But I've watched the episode multiple times. <laughs> it's abundantly clear that it was a very simple and easy thing that oh, he was doing wrong. That's the weirdest part about it. He ripped apart it, and ripped, he ripped it, it apart, apart, and then it's like he didn't realize he had to just, inflate it less. It just had to be inflated a little bit less. So he destroyed it for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Which is they don't they don't touch upon that, but like. That's a big deal to me. I bet all the stuff that they put, didn't put in is him just beating the shit out of himself. Being like, what the fuck? I, I, I ripped one of the freaking stills. Could, this could have been called 52 Days a Days <laughs> yeah. Adrift, but no. Um, and then so what he – one of the other things he does is he has a map, which I don't even understand how this works. But he had a map of shipping lanes. Yeah. And he was like, I know that it will take me like three weeks or something – to get to these shipping lanes. To get to the shipping lanes, which is a movie term, I honestly yeah, believe. Exactly. Yes. The that's... shipping lanes. It's not like there's... Yeah, that's like from the movie Broken Arrow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... you have to get to the shipping lanes. Well, good luck. <laughs> okay. But the, they don't explain, like, he he can't direct where the raft is going. He's no. He's the mercy of... Yeah, he's just in a big-ass raft. He's got a harpoon. So I don't know how he knows that he can go that direction or he's willed himself to go in that direction. Yeah, I mean, don't you just... T- you just go where the you water and wind wa- takes you. And how does he keep track of where he is? Steve. A trail of M&M's, E.T. style. <laughs> they were Reese's, Reese's pieces. pieces. Sorry, I got it. <laughs> Um, M&M's had the chance to <laughs> they do it, up. and they backed it. That's yeah. a true story. Is that true? That's true. And Reese's Pieces went for it, huh? Reese's Pieces. I feel like that movie is probably the only reason that Reese's Pieces, the the candy... It still exists? still exists, because they're not great. I mean, what? Reese's they're Peanut better. Butter Cups I'll take, are... I'll take a Pieces over an M&M any day. You give me, you give me a peanut M&M, I'm a, a happy man. M&M, Reese's Pieces is M&M's, but with peanut butter inside, right? Yeah, I'm don't they? Are, how are they not made by the same people? One's uh, uh, hmm. Let's figure. Let's see. Mars is M and M's. I don't know who is Reese's. Its own company. It should be because they're genius. <laughs> meanwhile, Skittles is trying to fucking figure out what alien they can get. Yeah. Meanwhile, Skittles is over here. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, <laughs> Dippin' well, Dots is on its way. There is a movie that was a direct ripoff of ET called like. Shoot! It was it was it, McDonald's made the movie, Mac Mc, and Me. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mac yeah. and Me, and it's it was like fully created by McDonald's, which is like never done. Where a food company just like makes a movie. Have you ever seen that? I movie? haven't seen it. I believe a kid in a wheelchair gets pushed off a cliff in it, or something <laughs> involving a, a wheelchair and a cliff. Something to that effect. Because I've seen the clip and I thought it was. I have to watch it. Wait, just as we're on a next, tangent, next I have, one? have to bring it up. Is that? You once told me about an episode of a family family matters. matters. Yes. This was years ago. Yeah, this, but it's there's a very special because... episode of Family Matters where where it starts off. I believe now I haven't seen this in a long time, so I could be completely wrong. But I believe the B plot is that Urkel is joining a hula hoop contest, <laughs> and 
he's telling the Winslows about it, and Carl Winslow. This is the cold open, by the way. And Carl Winslow walks in the kitchen. He's very upset. And they all. We should have watched this episode. I know, now I'm and, like, uh, maybe one. we'll come back. Yeah. Um, uh, Carl Winslow looks very upset, walks through the kitchen, doesn't say hi to anybody, and they say, what's wrong? And the mom says, this is the one-year anniversary of when he killed that innocent boy. <laughs> Which and is then, <laughs> so heavy. That's, so heavy. That must be- the final – it's just veg, very, very clear that in, like, season six, Reginald Vell Johnson was like, you need to give me a monologue, a theater man's monologue. And then the, in the final scene is him on a astroturf graveyard, a fake graveyard with a painted backdrop, his hysterically crying to the grave, telling him that he's sorry that he had shot and killed him in a grocery store because he was robbing the place. And then the mom shows up and says, that was my son. I sent him out to get ice cream. I didn't have money. I told him to steal it. And she says that it's okay. And he's literally like, oh, I'm, I'm good then? Thanks. And then Ursula <laughs> shows up and is like, I won! <laughs> Got any <Yeah>. cheese? <laughs> Check that out. That is so... I'm gonna... I mean, I have to watch that episode. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Uh, I can't imagine being the comedy writer being like, well, I guess I need to guess, write this monologue now about this. death this. monologue when Carl Winslow killed an innocent boy. Who wants to write the death monologue? I got it. <laughs> All right. Make it a very innocent <laughs> boy. Well, he was stealing ice cream, right? And the mom just shows up at the same exact time because it's the one-year anniversary. Yeah, of course. And she's like, oh, you're the cop who killed him? Never <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you're good. And man. there was never also, in addition to Don't that, be upset. It's my fault. This is the one-year anniversary. There's never been a mention. There was never a court case <laughs> no. or like anything. It's just like, you know, when a cop kills a kid, it yeah. usually just doesn't peak up its head again. It was until very embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, we just... <laughs> kept it under the carpet a little bit. He shot him, he left the store, and he went home, and they didn't talk about it until... Well, Urkel was so aggravating, he immediately forgot about the shooting. (laughs) He was just like, damn you, Steve. Stop coming in my house. Yeah. Alright, that was a tangent. Steve Urkel would not have survived. He would not... Well, no, he would have made a sale out of his gigantic pants. (laughs) He would... Exactly. His robot Steve would have would have swam. Stefan Urkel, the really Stephane cool. Stefan Urkel or the Bruce Lee version of Stefan Urkel. There were so many versions. There was there were at least like thirty or forty versions of Stefan Urkel. I once that show was on so much longer than it should have been that I remember turning it on once. It was on a different channel. It was on CBS. They like changed channels, and Urkel and and uh, Carl Winslow had shrunk themselves and were standing in a Pringles can, and I was like. What did the that's sh- a real thing? That's a real episode. Oh, mine doesn't seem so crazy anymore. But doesn't it seem like that, that's not even jumping the shark when they're this guy's created a robot version of himself? No, that's just that's like that's ins- yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's insanity. That, I want a show to start at that. <laughs> on the, I want the pilot to be stuck in a Pringles can. <laughs> that's genius. Um, all right, now this guy must must have felt like he was stuck in a Pringles oh, can because, it back. because he was on this boat. So these are some of the things that he had to deal with. He so he figures out this water distill uh, to how to distill the water. He only has food. He has no food after one week, so he is out of food. And then he has to. This doesn't even make sense to me that he starts spearing fish. Yeah, he grabs what looks like a mini trident. Yes, off the boat. And is using it to try and stab fish, but they have to get close enough to his inflatable raft for him to stab these fish. To me, that sounds impossible. Like, almost near impossible. Almost impossible. Because I've seen in other movies where they stab fish that are, like, 
real close in like shallow water and it seems hard. And, and it seems really impossible. And this is in an ocean. Yeah, but you have – that's the only thing that's you only, have to do. That's true. That's true. But I feel like the mental – Every single time you miss. Yeah, that's like a, a, another notch down. Like he said like multiple times that this was like – the lowest point. Like, he kept on having, like, low points. Yeah. I mean, after You always a while, think it's a low point until something worse happens. Also, there's... I, and I don't know if you wrote this down or not, but there was something that stuck with me from this episode, which is him talking about how he, he just wants... He would give anything for a sip of water and something to eat. And he's floating in water that is filled with food. Yeah. And he can't do anything about it. And then he uses the phrase... It's like seeing heaven from a seat in hell. Yes, yes, yeah. And I thought that, like, that's the, like, you can't, you can't drink it, and you can't, but it's all right there. Like, it's right there. You're on top of it. I just, I can't believe he never gave up. Like, that's the crazy thing is, like. But that's the thing, too. That's another thing, is we're seeing the reenactment, and we're seeing the brave, the actor making choices. Right. Obviously, they can't do this, but they should have the people that went through it reenact it. Yeah, oh my, that would be... I mean, be... but they're not actors, so it's hard. I guess that wouldn't matter, but like... But no, but there... You know there were moments well, where he was... Sh- uh, I mean, shitting himself in a raft. Li- I mean, literally, literally. literally and then like dumping himself. it off the side of the boat because he's like, this is my and, house. And like there might have been a moment where he's like, should I eat should this? Should I eat this shit? Because like, and might, there might have been, I, he might have eaten it. Yeah, he might have eaten it. He might have straight Are up Are you eaten. kidding me? Yeah, totally. I don't, yeah, that's like, yes. That's, he, in, that's insanity. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why I wish. Side the, note. Yes. There's another episode. Uh-huh. Where a guy gets caught in the Amazon. Same exact situation, except instead of water in the Amazon jungle. Except he's got his dog, Cashew, with him. <laughs> and the final thing, he gets malaria and he has to eat. And the final thing is him deciding that he has to kill his, his oh dog. Oh, my God. And eat the dog. And the worst part about it is, is he starves for like three weeks. Because he can't do it. He, he refuses to do it. And then he finally gets to the point where he's like, today is the day I'm going to die if I don't eat. Kills the dog, tries to eat the dog, but he can't because the malaria makes him throw it up. So he killed his dog for no reason. That's the worst. Man, and how long after that was he saved? Six, 13, 17 seconds later. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if it was 13 or 17, 17 but it was right in that it's, sweet it's spot. somewhere in there, if not in between. Don't oh, quote God. Because that, that must have su- – like him being like, well, I could have had cashew. Oh, it's the Worst. And they also best dog actor in history because when they pan over to Cashew, Cashew l- literally looks like, don't fucking do it, bro. Oh my god. Like, I don't know how. What's they the name it. of that episode? Am- uh, Eating some cashews? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's called Mixed Nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think it's like Alone in the Amazon. Oh. They're all pretty much. They're all the same. They're all name. about despair and where it happens. Well, the, the, I think one of the most taxing things of this whole thing was he's on this raft he spears a fish and the whole time he was spearing fish i was like isn't there a chance that he could accidentally spear the boat like that yeah was, and that, ha- that he does. basically he spears a fish the the, the spear gets stuck in him in part the of fish it. this fish goes under the boat and rips the bot like the, the raft bottom I guess, has like two, two rungs of inflatable thing two tears yeah and the bottom one gets Ripped and he and he's basically still floating, but he can't like keep 
this is my biggest contention with this with this episode because they they show the spear, the little trident thing, and he stabs a fish with it, but it goes completely through the fish. So when the fish swims away, it takes the end of the thing yes. with it. Under the boat, cuts the boat. But then he has a little pump that he's using right. to reinflate the boat because it has a slow leak. Right. At the very end of the episode, he's talking about how he can fix the leak, and they have a shot of him holding a fork up in the air. Right. And then he's like, and that's how I fix the leak. How the fuck do you fix a leak with a fork? Yeah, so this I is feel like it, that's the opposite of what you need. He, so he, yeah, basically he tried to keep on fixing this, the hole with like multiple, th- like just thread and like whatever he could find. The way that I understood it was he finally, yeah, no, he, he was like almost giving up on fixing the hole. And he's like, and then I realized I've got a fork. I think what he did is he like used it and put a patch of something else over it, like skewered a patch onto it. It didn't quite make sense. Yeah, it didn't quite it make didn't sense make to sense. me. I think he, maybe they fucking made that whole thing up. Maybe this guy's not even real. Maybe he's the producer of the yeah. show. Maybe there's no such thing as days. Maybe there's no such thing as the number 76. Mm. And the word adrift sounds made up. 577 sounds right to me. <laughs> Hey, man, sounds okay to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that might have... That was something that I was confused with. Um, and he, deal, he dealt with a shark attack, too. Sharks attacking the bottom of the raft. He says that he's sleeping, and then he is just launched up in the air because a shark... Well, he doesn't know what it could be, but it's a shark. And he stabs it. He stabs it to, like, get it away. Yeah. I... I, I, it just sounds like this guy went through. I mean, I hell, hell, absolute hell. They have like a shot of the rig. Like he put up fishing line, and he every time he caught a fish, he would like cut oh, it up yeah, into slices it. and dry it so that he could save it. He had his own little like apartment. Like he set up shop in this thing for seventy six days. I, I how yeah. do you? Uh, it had a canopy on it, so he didn't burn to right, death yeah. completely. But I mean, even still, he's, but even still, that's he's got to be so dehydrated. And and I was like, it's hot now. It's it's July in New York City, and I was like walking with my fiance yesterday. I was like, this is hot. Yeah, it's Can you worst. imagine being out here for? And I was like, seventy six days. This he there, and he said it. No shade, no shade, no shade, no nothing, no nothing. And they're like, and you're even the thing you're saying is basically like keeping the sweat in. You're like, you're, yeah. I went fishing once for like 12 hours, and when I got home, I took a shower, and I couldn't stand up in the shower because my legs were still – like I felt like I was still moving. Can you imagine after 76 days in a raft? No, you I wouldn't be able to walk straight I was land. in a beer garden for like three and a half hours yesterday, <laughs> and after that, I couldn't move. Yeah. Like I was just – I watched like eight episodes of The Killing because <laughs> I couldn't do anything else. It's the worst. It's terrible. Uh, the Killing is not terrible. No, it's it's interesting and I like it. But yeah, this the thing is what I what I wish they showed with this show. My not a critique, but I, what I just wish they had was at the very end of the episode he's saved. So like, of course he lives. And they show a couple. They show a, a photograph couple or two of, of the two people who end up. He he drifts towards an island. Two. Islanders or people who live there, fishermen, find him. Yeah. And they show a picture of the real 
Williams of the real uh, of them getting on the on like the first time he's back on the land rescue. Yeah, with when the he's rescued, and, and then they got show a huge like smile on his face, and they show like one clip of news report, but with no audio, and it's None. like I want to know, I want to see more of that stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure you could find it online. That's true, you know, and not, they show what he did with the spear, like they show the right. actual weapon he had, and it's pretty rudimentary, like the one that they used for the. The reenactment, the reenactment more... is much more proppy. And I, the other thing I wanted a little bit more of is, like, how has his life changed since then? You know, like... It, but don't you think it hasn't? Don't you think he's still just a piece of shit? Because, like... He he's never that, says he's wearing that. He shirt. still has the the the, the collarless fucking <laughs> collared shirt. He never says like I got remarried. I, I di- that made me change my life. He's like yeah, I survived. Like that's it. Like and do I they went usually back to have? Because I've never seen this show. Do they usually have like, like what has happened? Yeah. yeah, a lot of the times Whoa. they do. Whoa. And this one they don't. And also. The only episode of series three and four that has a disclaimer at the end. Where they say the, the 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 water stills that they used in the reenactment oh, right. are not the ones that he really used because yes. they were like old World War Two collectible things that he had, which is that's just a that's just a prop thing. <laughs> no, I was like for a second I thought you were going to, but that's just. A, a, <laughs> I mean, that's just straight up. Just I like, thought you were going to make a point about him being like, he's still a loser. Still. <laughs> and, and it's like, and you mentioned how the pro- they made a difference in the props. But it's true. They did. <laughs> it's true. He's a loser because he's the one who, he's the guy that they, the prop department didn't even care about. <laughs> I just like, they were like, like, this guy not can't. Not only is he a loser. <laughs> not only is he a loser, but he's on the episode where the props where the were pro- wrong. They couldn't get the right Freaking prop. No, I don't know why, but that disturbed me. It's been bothering me for days. You look shaken. You look. I was gonna say you're gaunt. This. You, you are this, pale. This. This series has changed the way I think about my life and how I've lived in the past couple. So of days. let's. It'll blow let's, over. Let's see. Let me ask you how. So how? What are like some things that you've gone through or that you've looked at things in a different way after watching the show? Dude, are you kidding me? I walked, I took the train here from New York City to Brooklyn, and it was warm for like a couple seconds, and I was sweating. And you literally get like, this fucking sucks. And then you think about the decision of whether you have to eat your own shit or not to survive. (laughs) And that's why on your walk here, you ate your own shit. On my walk here, I said, hey, stop complaining. And eat your own shit. <laughs> and there was already a dump in there. In, yeah, in the in your undies. Yeah, um, yeah. This show, like, it is a thing where it's like, should I? Like, I guess I can't complain that much. But at the same time, that's why I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not anti adventure or stuff like that. But I don't seek out like crazy stuff like this. Like, this no, guy made, I would. Yeah, I would never do anything like this. But it just points. It just if, if to me, it's like. That situation is bo- you can boil it down to anything in life, which is just to to be prepared and be thankful because <laughs> anything could happen at any time. There's another one we were talking about this earlier. I believe you. By the way, you when you when I suggested this show, mm-hmm. you said let's watch the final episode of season four, right. which was entitled "A Father's Dilemma." Right. That's the reason I wanted to is because it sounded scary because there's a girl in it, like a young girl and the dad. It's an awesome one because it's just this guy, this 
this kind of like you can tell he's a little bit of a deadbeat dad maybe and like he takes his he's like i'm gonna take my daughter somewhere special but he takes her where he wants to go which is like ice fishing <laughs> they get on a on a uh snowmobile He's going too fast. Oh, no, 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 they, they, They're not going to make it. So he wants to stop at this hotel. They stop at a hotel, and the daughter is like, I don't want to stay at this hotel. It doesn't have a pool. I want to stay at a different oh hotel that has a pool. So they go to another hotel on a snowmobile in the middle of the night. Snowmobile flips, lands on top of them. Oh, my God. He throws her off. His, the snowmo- he throws her off. Snowmobile goes off into a ravine, lands on top of him. <gasps> so now she's fine, but he's un- under freezing cold water oh with a thing on top of him, legs crushed. Oh. So the whole episode is like, what have I done? And then he has to send his daughter to go get help. She walks seven miles across a frozen lake, falls through it. Oh, my God. Finds a house, can't get to the house. They can't hear her. She's like, this house doesn't have so a pool. The whole thing, <laughs> she goes swimming. <laughs> the whole thing is about how his daughter saves him. Wow, that's and how he's just stuck there wondering if he's just sent his daughter off to die. That's it's pretty awful. So terrible. And the, the- there's another one where a guy gets caught under a difference, uh, an ATV, and he's like half a mile away from a house. He can hear dogs barking, and he can hear the door closing every time the guy oh. comes out. But he can't scream loud enough, or he can't. And he's he's. Half of, he can see people and they can't see him because oh, he's that's in the middle of a so field. Brutal. It's the worst. I guess like most of these happen with not within the last ten years because if you have a cell phone, I feel like that must. Yeah, help. and all the ones that have cell phone, the big thing is like we didn't bring our cell phone. Like right. there's two kids who go out. There's two kids who wake up one morning and decide to go shark fishing in the ocean. They've never done it before. Sounds stupid. Yeah, exactly. They buy a <laughs> rowboat and go in the ocean with it. Within four minutes of getting in the water, they're dragged out to sea. Um, but they it's and they left their cell phones in the in the car because they because the, the, the guy said he it's a new cell phone he didn't want it if it broke his dad would have whooped him he says his dad would have been mad yeah. yeah his dad would have been mad but now he's in shark infested waters and his best friends asking him to kill him because they've been out there for six days oh what well, uh, it's just uh, it's crazy I wonder how many of these people have also written books about their experiences I bet. They should, well, right? I, I, yeah, totally. I mean, like, um, what's his name? Sully Sullenberger has probably written at least two books since he he's the yeah. guy who How saved have they not made a movie? About Sully? With Donald Sutherland. Donald Sullen, Sully. Well, no, him, he looks a lot like <laughs> he does him, but look, also similarly named. I'm, I met Sully Sullenberger. How was And it was it? an incredible conversation. I was writing on a show that he was, he was like, on it. He was a guest. It was a night of too many stars, and he was, like, answering yeah. phones for the charity. And before the show, I was like, I, I wrote a, there's a song that was sung about him. And I said, like, I had to introduce myself. This is American Hero. So I said, Mr. Sullenberger, I just want to introduce myself. Or Captain Sullenberger, I want to introduce myself. I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm writing on the show. I just want to say it's great to meet you and, like, you know, all this. He goes, and he goes up to me. He goes, you know. Oh boy! Comedy writing must be a lot of uh, a lot of pressure, isn't it? And it was obviously a lead-in into me being like a lot of pressure. You landed an airplane, which is every the- single word out of his mouth. He must say that no matter what, like a, a like a woman wonder- bagging like groceries, like. 
Bagging groceries must be a lot of pressure, huh? Yeah, or I wonder if that's like his way, like, oh, no, you're a comedy writer, so I'm going to try and be funny and bring up the obvious, which is that I landed a plane in the Hudson he, River making everyone survive. He told me the entire story, and it was amazing. He told It was like... You're the first person he told. You know that, <laughs> yeah, right? he's never mentioned it to anybody <laughs> until... Like, you, if you he watch told you the, the whole story? He told the whole story. It was crazy, and he told us parts... That I don't, I, I didn't follow that story that closely when it happened. But he was like, when I landed, I guess they're they're uh, they called like whatever it's called the air traffic control, and we're like, you know, we we need somebody. We're in trouble right now. It's like, and the person was like, I'm sorry, sir, but we can't help you right now. A plane's landed in the Hudson River. And he's like, yeah, that's me. We did it. And then he, the first thing he said, supposedly after he landed the plane, is he turned to the co-pilot and goes, that wasn't so bad, was it? I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever seen like the footage or the ni- ever heard the 911 no, no, call? I he's literally like, they're like, are you going to be okay, sir? And he's like, I don't think we are going to be okay. It looks like we're going down in the Hudson. Uh, you might want to look for us in the Hudson. Like, he's very calm about it. Almost... But that's why they survived. Oh, yeah. It's because he was just like, he, I feel like this, though. I feel like, and I'm not trying to say I'm like him. I'm just trying to say <laughs> that in situations, I freak out about fucking everything. Right. Everything. And my peach snapple isn't cold enough. I'll go nuts. <laughs> I don't like warm snapple. I'm sorry. I'll get you another one. That's I... fucking ridiculous. But, <laughs> but in situations of high tenseness, I feel like I, I, I mellow, not mellow out, but I get into like, okay, what's this situation? And I feel like that's what he did. He was just like, well, we're either going to die right. or I'm going to save this. So I have like, we only have one option, which is to try and land this in the river. Yeah, he he's a badass. I mean, he, that's the he really that's is. the like the definition of like uh, cool as a cucumber. Like when it he's comes- just great at his job. He knew he was he was the right person for that to happen. But it's so funny too because I recently was watching like late night. TV was on, I think it was on PBS, and he was being interviewed on something recently, and the, the host was like, are you going to run for, like, political office? And he's like, no, I don't think so. But it's like, he could. Like, that's enough. He that's, could do anything, yeah. He yeah. could do anything he wants now. Because now he's an American hero. If he went, this is Captain Sully Sullenberger's Burgers, we're going to start a chain restaurant. Oh, totally. Um, burgers that save the day. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. He's a billionaire. Burgers under fire. Burgers under fire. <laughs> um, uh, burgers in the Hudson River. <laughs> and then it says, uh, and don't goose yourself. Get some burgers. <laughs> Get some Sully burgers. Yeah. Like, the, he should do that. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really no, good idea. Yeah. 96% chance you'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, but like he could, like I feel like if he did that, he would make million people would uh, people would buy that because they're like, this is the brave burger. This is the brave burger. He should totally do that. I mean, that's the definition of selling out, but that makes total sense. It's like, it, it's not even selling out. It's just using your name to. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't understand selling out. Anymore. I don't. I don't understand it either. To be fair, I think like that's legit. Like open up a burger shop. I don't know. Yeah, right? I don't know. Why not? Is there such a thing as... Hasn't, hasn't the whole world jumped the shark? <laughs> yes. I do believe that's true. Once we came up with iPads, humans jumped the shark. I... I don't yeah, I don't know. know. I don't right. think jumping the shark... I mean, I don't think... 
let's stop calling it selling out and just call it personally jumping the shark. Personally jumping or selling out, just Sullenberger. Everyone Sullenbergering. We got a lot of ideas and a whole. They're congealing. No I know. I know what the end of this is going to be. Is we're going to make a lot of money off of the whatever. end of this is going to be some fucking prop guy talking about how we didn't have the same microphones we were supposed in to. This have. Episode, in this episode, in this episode, Craig and, and Bobby's and, microphones were not from World War Two. Um, and Bobby never did anything with himself because he's a jerk. I, yeah, I, I, first of all, no selling out. This guy, like, bring it back to this guy. I feel like he is, you're right, he's probably still struggling. He couldn't even figure out how to sell himself out. He's like, after yeah. this, he's like, <laughs> I'm done. He, they have the video, the footage of him in the hospital with the raft. Also, that's another thing, too, that he had the raft. He kept the raft. He kept the raft. There's another episode of I Should Have Survived where a guy gets um, a guy goes parachuting with his friends. The plane goes down, but he, he jumps out of the plane before it crashes and parachutes down to the water. His two other buddies die, and the, pi- and the plane crashes like 20 feet away from him. So now he's just stuck in the middle of the ocean. He just parachuted out of a plane that crashed, stuck in the middle of the ocean, going to die. Finds a, like three days of floating, finds a log. And he's like the happiest man alive. And uses the log as a raft to get all the way back. And then in like the last 75 feet towards the, you know how like when you get, towards land like that's where it's the worst because that's where all the sharks are and that's where like all the coral is and you have to get past that to get to the land he can't he can't take the log with him so he has to leave the log behind because he has to swim like he has to navigate and he starts crying because he has to leave the log behind like almost like wilson right and that to me is like dude if i'm surviving not only am I surviving with this log, this log is going to be my coffee table or my right. end table for the rest of my life. Lo- like or you I'm have to, right? You, that's what I mean. You bring that log everywhere. Yeah, that's it's like log. Jared's pants yeah, from Subway. Exactly. He doesn't go anywhere. You without don't go that. anywhere without it. Well, that's the thing that you always say. Like, well, have you seen his log? Have you seen the log? Oh, this is the log that saved my life. This is log. You don't this even say that. You say that. You say this is log. This is my friend log. Yeah, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> this is. This is. I've shaped the log into <laughs> Kenny Loggins, and now I'm married. To it, uh, no, married to it. Um, well, that happened in this. Not not with the log, but he he was like, "Oh, I finally found land." And then he's like, "Oh, wait, I can't land on this land because it's all shards of rock." Yeah, he can't get over there because he's in this raft and he's he's weak. His legs atrophied from. I mean, from yeah, he's being, like, oh. from not being able to stand. And for I think seventy six days. That's luckily when the two fishermen found him. Yeah, and they he and then he says the best too is his fucking attitude. In the re- in the in the testimonial, when he says the two Jamaican fishermen pull up, and the, the the fisherman said to him, and he tries to do the accent, he goes, "What are you doing out here, man?" And he goes <laughs> like that, and the guy's like, "I looked at the guy, like, what do you think I'm doing, sunbathing?" And I'm like, "Hey, this motherfucker, That's even though first, he just yeah. found you, it's the person who saved your life. Don't even make fun of him after the fact, and don't try to do the accent. Don't try and <laughs> don't say man. Yeah, if I was him, I'd just say." A guy he had a Jamaican accent. I'm not going to try to do it. A man a saved man, my a life. A man saved my life. <laughs> doesn't matter his race. It doesn't matter his race. Anything. Yeah. Um, what, have you ever had a near-death experience? Whoa. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, probably. 
I mean, like, I've been in danger situations. You know what scares me even more is thinking about how close you were to death without knowing it. Yeah. Like, if you ever, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably some times in your life where something, like, just happened where that could have killed you and you didn't even know. This is one of the only things that I can even think of as maybe a near death, and it doesn't sound at all like it. But I once, in the middle of the night, this sounds ridiculous, but I sat up Indian style or crisscross applesauce to be politically correct, um, facing with my back, my butt, like right up against the edge of the bed. I don't know why this happened. In the middle of the night, I woke up and I sat up like that and I sort of almost lost my balance. I thought I could have fallen and broken my neck. That yeah. sounds, I mean, I did and it To be honest, though, you could fall <laughs> off this couch right now and break your neck. Wait like, a minute. That moment isn't that. It's not that far away. It's not that. Where, I think you're probably always like five steps away from. Oh, and <laughs> any time, any moment. Well, there's a building right near where I live right now that uh, they're doing construction on. No, this no this oh, the, two the, blocks the, over the, the side. The, the, of the side of the building fell off. Bo- it's uh, like two blocks. Yeah, over. I used to live right near there. Yeah, the side of the building just just fell, fell off. Fell off though, and nobody was hurt because everyone nobody was, was away. No, everybody was fine, but. When I saw that story, see, I have a problem. I don't know if I should say this on the record. I would have loved to have been in bed and woken up to the side of my house missing. Like, that would have been it's, sweet. It's a cool start to a movie, but I don't know if I'd want to wake up like that. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> I would love to wake up with the just with the sound like you just wake up in bed. You're like, what's that sound? And you just see and outside. You see you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. That is, oh, I mean, come on. It's pretty for cool. the same reason of every time I'm in a plane, there is a tiny part of me that hopes it crashes on a magical island. Well, I mean, the to chances, be fair, I mean, you preconceived lost while you were taking this is all a, this is all a, true. A voice acting class. This is all true. Phone, so. No, but like I have, I think I do have this tiny part of me in Cloverfield. Like tiny part of me wants Cloverfield to happen so I can see it. So you can witness the the craziness, or so you can be an active hero in it. Because most of the people, wow. most of the people in those situations, I think I'm a good person. I think I would try and help people. Yeah. I don't know. My problem is, is I don't know how much help I would be because I'm like how much I would get winded probably easily. Yeah, I, I think like I also don't know how, how much how much need there is for comedy when a Cloverfield well, is attacked. Well, I, that's the thing is too is like what is when it comes down to it. And this situation happens. What is your skill? Like to be? I'm to a be, good swimmer. But uh, I hate the ocean and I hate the water. If see, you're in a pool, I'll get you. I think I, my thing it would be like I guess I could be in like dad mode. Like I could be like the guy who's sort of like no 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 bad idea. You know like let's. Yep. I might be able to veer people towards things, but I, I'm not going to be. I might have one big idea that helps, but I'm not going to be the genius of the group. I'm going to no. be more like. Let, let's think about this for a, a very minute. helpful right hand man. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe. But a I sous could, chef. But <laughs> on the other side of that, I could be the guy who's freaking out constantly, being like, no, no, no. Yeah. I feel like somebody would be like, hey, let's build a raft, and I'd be like, hey, you know what? What if we built it this way? Might be easier. Like and then that. it would be like an eight-hour discussion where you debate it, and then you both get eaten by the monster during, Clearly. That, during yeah. that part. Yeah, yeah. And then you see the main heroes running by you and going, what happened to those see, guys? No, but I think I would be good, too, just from knowledge of science fiction, from being a nerd. Like, Cloverfield attacks, what do you do? I know what the first thing to do is. Do you know what the first thing to do is, is if Cloverfield attacks? Hold on, let me think. Or robots? Or giant robot? 
go underground. Clothes destroy the ground. <laughs> right. So they can't walk on it. That's true. Duh. Robots can't. They don't have good steady legs. Did you read the book? And I think this is on topic. World War Z. I have it. I just bought it. I haven't read it I would yet. recommend it. To re- yeah. Now that you've bought it, actually, I'd say don't read it. Don't read it? Just, <laughs> yeah. just throw it out? Just throw it out. No, but it's like, what's cool about it I is... I haven't read the all the other World Wars Yeah, <laughs> I read World War A, B, and like F. Yeah. F is bad. <laughs> um, but it's cool because it gives like a realistic, like what I, I mean, yeah. and by realistic, it's obviously a zombie attack, but... What would like? What could happen, and how people would actually deal with it? What, is what would really happen if it yeah. happens? Which makes me think, Max Brooks, son of Mel Brooks, son of Mel Brooks, uncle of Albert Brooks, and daughter, and of Carly's diamond. cousin of Brooks from Shawshank. From Shawshank, <laughs> uh, Brooks was here. Makes me think the government was like. This is going to happen at some point, so just write a book. But I always – I have conspiracy and they went theories to, all the time. And they wait, said, hey, Max think, Brooks. Wait, you think there's a conspiracy theory where they went to Max Brooks specifically? Oh, I think they use movies and television as, as like, oh, just make this funny thing now so in 20 years when it happens. Well, isn't – is there a thing – am I wrong that they have like for some crisis – I could be making this up and I think I might have seen it on a TV show or something where in crises – or crises, they go to, like, Hollywood writers and, like, let's figure out some ways that this could go. I think they have done that. They definitely have done that. It's They use that in movie, yeah, where they have, like, they have someone come in and write, like, a paper on what they think would right. happen. Yeah, exactly. That dude, like, I think they did it with Stephen Hawking and, like, Michio Kaku, that weird dude, the, the Japanese scientist. Where they said, like, what could, what are like, the possible... Like, you give me your doomsday scenario of aliens attacking, and, like, he just maps it out for them, and, like, this is what I would do, or this is what I think would happen. That like, sounds I think, pretty awesome. Yeah, that That's is. That's pretty cool. They would never come to either of us. Um, well, we're well, volunteering. maybe you, maybe you. Mm, I doubt it. But we're, right now, I'm going to say we're willing to work on it. If the government's listening to this, because totally we know you're down. listening to everything. Yeah, you have to. You literally have to not even the recording no that no we're doing if you're right in now our room if you're, you're in, actually listening right now if you're in this apartment because we all have cameras and microphones on us at all times now i how paranoid are you as a person i'm very paranoid but i think i like to be paranoid yeah. but i don't think it bothers me well there's does part that of make me, sense yes there's part of me that's like um like I have to like I put uh like uh find my iPhone on my iPhone and then like find my Mac on my Mac you know it's mm-hmm. like something and I'm like well now are they watching me like constantly See I don't do that because I don't know cuz I don't know how to understand how to use technology Right but I definitely have tape and paper over my camera on my laptop right. Yeah that's what I'm talking about but not because like I'm doing anything wrong, but it's just or creepy. like. But it's just I just don't like the fact that there's this tiny little thing that's pointed at your face all day. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I, they're watching. I, I'm not like they know. I just like better well, be safe than sorry. You do it once. It's one piece of tape. You're done with it. Well, but the thing is, I think because I my computer is recently stolen, so I I've been oh, more um, thinking about this stuff. But on some of the the software, like um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Security software where it's like if you, if your computer's stolen, you can log on and you can take pictures of who has your phone. Yep. They say it says that you, even though it's taking pictures, it will always have to have that green light on if it's a Mac. So I feel like so, yeah, so what? 
They don't. They, yeah. they don't know. <laughs> they don't. Who, they could be lying. They could be. That's totally true. Yeah, that could be just. See, but now I'm like, should I cover it? But then, like, what if it is stolen? That's again? like, I don't know if this is true or not. Most of the things I say out loud, I realize I have no idea if they're true. Of or course, not. that's life. But yeah, right. But uh, I was talking to somebody, and maybe Neil Casey, our buddy Neil Casey. Uh-huh. I think it was him talking about how Xbox wants to do something where the, the Xbox Connect. You know how they have yes. that? I have that because I have a buddy in Connecticut. Wait, is Connect the thing where... You, where you like, you, you're the controller, but, okay, it's yes, also, yes, yes. but it also has again. a camera and a microphone on it. I played a dance game on that. It yes, was very yes, fun. Yes, yes, yes. Star Wars Connect is a mm-hmm. very um, ch- childish game. Yes, it's um, very fun. <laughs> um, I do video connect with a, my best friend who lives in Connecticut because mm-hmm. we don't get to see each other that often. But he was saying that they're trying to do something where that camera... So if you have your TV there... It'll scan your room. It'll scan the room that you're in. And if you have a movie poster in the background or if you have a Diet Coke on your table, it'll send you coupons for Diet That's Coke. Crazy. Or it'll be like, you like Diet Coke. Well, why don't you? you? Maybe you'll like this. And it'll start That's crazy. Like doing that. And that now I have it not only facing a wall, but I put it like I put like something over it. Like I can't like now I'm like, see, that's what's cra- that. I mean, that happens with when you're if you use Google, like I've stopped using Google as much. Yeah. And I, I want to get off. Uh, or you send a personal email to somebody, and then you see ads on other then, websites. Like you see, it, it's on the side of your thing, thing or you're like, on another website. It's like, do you like New Balance? It's like, yeah, yeah but I don't. Yeah, I love want, it. But I why, love why do you New know? Balance, dog. <laughs> you know, it's I love the New best balance. balance you can get. It's newer. It's like it's, newer than. It's yeah. great. It's, I love the shit out of it's it. Well balanced. How do you know? Who are you? Uh, God, side I, of my computer. I like when you pointed. You said you pointed to poster. And said if you have a movie poster, but you have my a movie po- poster, <laughs> but and there's a uh, a Simon and Garfunkel poster. A on Simon that. and Garfunkel poster where they are photo negative, black and white, <laughs> silhouetted behind what I'm guessing is. I think it's the 59th Street. It's bridge? the 59th Street Bridge and a sun at sunset, and there is a a thorny red rose over their their shoulder, and I really enjoy the bottom because on one corner it says Simon and. And the other side just says Garfunkel. Is that an incredible poster? It's a phenomenal poster. It's ridiculous, and I love it. It is a gay love letter to Simon and Garfunkel. It is. Well, I wanted to have me and uh, Meryl. We want to make one where it's the same exact thing, just with our faces. That's right, and it's a small phenomenal. version. And right next to it is a grenade. That's live. Is it a real live no, grenade? It's not a real live grenade. You can't have one, can you? No, I don't think so. Um, I, uh, I, well, I was just going to mention a book that I read that has a live grenade, but it's not, it's not World War Z, so it's probably not worth mentioning. <laughs> um, oh, one, so one of the other things I do on my podcast is, uh, not talk about the show. That yeah, you're never to talk, talk about, about, never talk about the show ever. You talk about, I pretty much came on here to tell you, Craig Rowan, who I've known for a very long time. Yes. And to tell everyone that they should watch that show and feel great about themselves at all times. It's it's great. I think it's very – it's an optimistic show. You get a lot of lessons. You feel good about life because you're not in that situation. Yeah. Um, One of the things I do is I come up with a drinking game that is based on the show. And I feel like since you've seen – all all season three and four that you know what what are like good situations where you would take drinks if you want to take a drink during i shouldn't have survived you de- first of all you definitely take a drink um at every misdirection because uh-huh. every single commercial break is like this is going to happen you ever watch storage wars i love i just watched that last storage wars yeah. one of my favorite television i shows. love storage wars but that was an episode i did last week with storage wars was it really yeah with uh dana snyder from aqua teen hunger fantastic Force. i love that show my dream is to meet brandy she 
it's a brand. Wait, what's her husband's name? Uh, Jared. Jared. Schultz. Brandy and Jared. So great. I so love great. that show. Um, saw their autograph on eBay the other day selling for $250. That's amazing. That's the most phenomenal thing in that the is, world. That is, what is it? It's signed on. Uh, just a picture of them from the show. And it's that just is so great. They're, they're superstars. Um, it, that's the show. But their thing is every single time they open a box and go, wait a minute, you can almost, you can just start fast forwarding because oh, yeah, you know totally. the commercial's coming. Yes. Complete opposite for I Should Have Survived, where they show you some. Off either some really awful thing that turns out to be absolutely mm-hmm. nothing, like a complete misdirect, or they show you some tiny little thing that happens that turns out to be like the worst thing in the episode. So basically, so just every, every commercial. Every commercial. <laughs> and if there's ever a, a commercial for McDonald's or Coca-Cola, um, I'm trying to think of like so if somebody leaves their cell phone behind, yeah. If somebody tells someone when they're returning, right? Like I won't be back for a while, so don't worry about me. Um, I'd say for this for this episode specifically, every time he takes a sip of water, you could also do. It oh, because, for that specific episode, yeah. But we can do. I was thinking overarching too, but since I've only seen this episode, I can only comment on it. Yeah. Wow. And That's, what would you drink? What would be like the perfect? Uh, I should not. What's it called? I should not. I be shouldn't alive. have I survived. Should, oh yeah. What, what's the perfect drink to drink when you're doing the drinking? Your game? own piss. Your own piss. No. With um, a side of shit. With a side of <laughs> a little shit chaser. Shit rim. Yeah. A, a, a nice rim. margarita glass, yeah. like a very expensive crystal glass. Yeah. But with from World War Two. From World War Two, but, but it's the original World War Two. It turns out the prompt department fucked up. They messed up. Uh, with uh, urine, dehydrated urine, so it's very yellow. Yeah. And then and just a little halibut. And a little <laughs> bit of halibut, and then duty. Yeah. Duty ring on top. Yeah, duty ring. Mm, that actually. That doesn't sound half bad. <laughs> oh, and also, but before you drink it, you have to hate yourself. Yeah, you and have to. And anything that you've done in your life, you have to You have to have cancel it out somehow. You have to have made it a terrible decision. The, the thing about that one that you mentioned with the daughter is like, I'd hate my daughter forever after that for asking him for a pool. For like a hotel with a pool. They don't touch upon it. See, they should. But they, they, I was waiting for the moment where the dad was like, and if you really think about it. None of this ever would have happened if that bitch just went to the fucking <laughs> pool that I brought her to. Like, but they never do that. But you know that that footage oh. exists when the cameraman was like, cut, we got it. And he's like, hey, my fucking daughter. Like, you know somebody. You know that's a big part of their relationship now is like, hey, I almost broke my back. We almost died because. And his daughter. Do- oh, oh, wait. And that one, the daughter loses all of her toes. Oh, my God. From frostbite. From, from oh. having to walk seven miles out. To get them out and for falling through the lake. So she was hurt. He's fine. But, like, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would. But that even just goes to show you, too, like, if you stay at a hotel and you wanted a pool and it's not there, hey, just stay at the hotel. Hey. Well, I guess just go to another hotel unless you're on yeah, a but, snowmobile. Yeah, exactly. Just don't. <laughs> also, well, it's sort of his fault for not being like, okay, we'll change don't hotels tomorrow. Don't snowmobile with your feeble father at night <laughs> at in the night, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Don't after midnight snowmobile to a different hotel. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, well, thank you so much, Bobby, for uh, thank you for introducing me. me to this show. I'm hey. definitely going to watch and and for introducing me to the new leg of my life where I enjoy myself more. I I've been I've the last since I started watching that. I've been great, man. 
You you now look great because before you were gaunt. I've and, yeah, and now you're all full I'm of color, bright eyed, cheery eyed. And again, I'm sorry about the uh, warm snapple. It's, that's that's I'm neither here nor there. Uh-huh. Uh, let me do my impression of a, uh, impression. Let me do <laughs> my impression of a Jamaican man before I go. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, we don't have time. Oh, okay, no sweat. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, Bye. Bobby. Bye. I'd like to thank my guest Bobby Moynihan for stopping by and watching uh, 76 Days Adrift, the episode of I Shouldn't Be Alive. Um, I will definitely be watching more episodes of this show on my own. Um, Also, I just looked up the episode of Family Matters that we talked about, and it's called I Should Have Done Something. Uh, And not only did I look it up, but I watched most of it. Uh, And it's definitely worth watching. it's a little different than Bobby explained, but all the main pieces are there where he goes to the grave and he cries. There's a hostage. Uh, somebody gets shot in the head uh, and it's, and Carl thinks it's his fault and he's crying at the grave. And it's, uh, it's really unbelievable. There's a two minutes monologue where he's crying at the grave saying uh, how sad he is. And it's, uh, like nothing I've ever seen on uh, on Family Matters, and I'm glad that uh, Bobby introduced that to me. And uh, if if you want to search for it, it's not on YouTube, but if you search um, in videos for Family Matters, I should have done something. It's on some weird like Dutch website, and you can check it out. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please check back in, leave comments on uh, iTunes, and let me know what you think of the show. And I'll talk to you later. Adios, amigos. Whoops. I'm, before I say adios, amigos, I always say the same thing, so I'm going to do it this time. I have a girly today, and tomorrow's tomorrow. Adios, amigos. Okay, I messed it up. End of episode. Boom.